If someone woke you up out of a dead sleep and asked you to describe your favorite scene from your favorite movie in great detail and you had 30 seconds, could you do it? If someone woke you up in the middle of a dead sleep and asked you to describe exactly where you want to be in five years in great detail and you have 30 seconds, could you do it? We're going to talk about clarity today and I've got a five-step framework for how you can come to a place of high-definition clarity about your life. This is episode number five. I'm Alex Martinson, and I'm a firm believer that the millennial generation has a great responsibility, even a sacred duty, to rise up and lead. The future of the United States and even the world is largely in the hands of the millennials. I believe true leadership begins first with becoming a powerful leader of our own personal life. The purpose of this podcast is to help us work together to do just that. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Excited to have a conversation about clarity. I love this topic. So I'm going to first describe what do I mean when I talk about clarity? Why is it such a relevant discussion? And then I want to share this five-step framework with you to help you get to a place of greater clarity. Okay, so we understand from so many great books and sources, all the ones you've heard of and read, we have a lot of insight nowadays into the brain and the mind, things that we didn't have uh, a couple hundred years ago. The conscious mind and the subconscious mind and the way that they interact. We understand a lot about the subconscious mind and its role in being the driving force behind our behavior, our habits, even our talents and abilities. And the subconscious mind, it, it wants to be fed data, wants to be fed information. And it does its very best to then drive us in a direction that is consistent with that information that we feed it. So the common term is self-image. And the science is clear on this, that we behave like the type of person we believe ourselves to be. And that phrase is very intentional. The language there is intentional. That seems to be very close to how it thinks or speaks in a way. If the subconscious mind could speak, it would say that he behaves like the person he believes to be. And so that's why clarity is so relevant because if the subconscious mind really is what what one psychologist called a cybernetic mechanism. A cybernetic mechanism is a machine that has the ability to seek after a specific destination, a specific data point. A thermostat is an example of a cybernetic mechanism. A heat-seeking missile, I like that one. That's an example. And it is designed to do some incredible things, but I believe it's limited when the data we, we feed it, the, the picture, if you will, that we put in front of it, the map we, we give to it is blurry and lacking detail. Imagine trying to build a skyscraper and instead of a blueprint produced by 
an architect, we had uh, a picture drawn by my four-year-old in crayon. That'd be that'd be challenging. Yet we're we're all building a skyscraper, so to speak. We're we're building a life, and to what degree of detail do we have in these plans? So let's get into this five step five step framework for coming to a place of high definition clarity. I, I keep saying that high definition. It's because we pay really good money for phones and TVs that have really impressive stats from a definition standpoint, right? You know, we value the resolution of a camera, the, the resolution of a TV. So let's talk about how to get to that 8K. I think they have 8K TVs now, 8K clarity on what we want. All right, first step is to quiet the ego. We talked about ego a little bit in some previous podcast episodes. I was taught by a mentor of mine a version of ego that is called the Ergatoli version of ego. There's a lot of different ways that people use this term and different ways it's been taught and explained and applied. This particular version, to, to put it in a nutshell, it is a version of us, it is a subset of our consciousness that wants to keep us safe and specifically wants to make sure we look and feel okay. There's a whole discussion there. We'll probably do an episode all about ego and some of the observations that I've made, some of the things that have helped me uh, in my own life by understanding my ego. So the idea is that you're not your ego. You live with your ego. And simply having that awareness of the separation is very powerful. When we understand that there's us in a true sense, we call it our true self, and our ego self. And the goal isn't to become egoless, it's to become ego-less, ego-less. So quiet the ego, first step in the framework. Now the reason we would quiet the ego is because when we give the ego the microphone, he tends to influence our decisions in such a way that we acquire or become or do the things that will provide some evidence to ourselves and to others that we're okay. This may be the reason that we buy a particular home. This may be the reason that we pursue a particular career. And when we disengage the ego, we quiet the ego, we may want that same home, we may not. However, we have a much better chance of being clear on what our true self really desires out of life when the ego isn't involved. So how do we remove the ego? How do we quiet the ego? Well, one simple way is to consciously tell ourselves that we are okay. Our ego will hear this. And then he will no longer have a job. He will be unemployed. Because his job is to make sure we look and feel okay. And he's, he's rarely content. It's always something else. We need something else, something more to feel okay. 
So, look, I'm okay. I'm okay. I have everything I need. None of these things that I'm going to write down on this on this paper here during this exercise are things that I need. N-E-E-D. Need. The ego loves that word. He attaches to it. Need to survive is what that full sentence would be. We just say need. Okay, so step two in the framework is to select a domain. There are various domains in our life. Your marriage relationship is a domain in your life. Your career is a domain in your life. Wellness, so your physical health. Well-being, your mental and emotional health. Financial. Spiritual, your spiritual health, your spirituality. Your environment is a big domain in your life. The home, the office, the clothes, the city, the view. These things are part of our environment. So this framework is applicable to all areas of our life. We can and should use it to come to a place of great clarity in all domains. And we have to start with something. So pick something for this exercise. For the purposes of uh, me giving you some examples, let's say that we talk about our environment. All right, so the next step here is to do the free write, okay? The brainstorm. Now, there is one rule about the brainstorm free write session. And it is that there is no rule. There are no rules. Better way to say that. Okay? There are no rules here. No one is looking over your shoulder. This is important. If we feel like we have to give someone an explanation, if we feel like we need to be realistic, we are going to limit ourselves and reduce the potential of this exercise, this experience. So free write, this is where we go to an imagine, you know, a state of imagination. We are an artist right now. We are writing down anything and everything that comes to mind in regards to this domain that we have selected. And you write it. And they don't have to be complete sentences. You just write literally whatever comes to mind. And, you know, what's really cool about getting to a place where we are unattached from ego, we're thinking from a place of clarity as our true self, we have gratitude, right? We don't need these things. I believe that it, it, it puts us in a place spiritually where we're actually able to instinctively brainstorm and write the type of things that, that are in line. They're in line with true principles. They're, they're, they're not going to be anything that would cause us cognitive dissonance down the road or to be, you know, off of the, the, the path that, that God's outlined for us. All right. So after we have done the free write brainstorm, we observe what we're doing. We observe what we wrote. So we look and we see there's some things you really like, some things you circle, maybe some that you cross off and go, eh, I don't know. I don't, not sure what I even meant by that. Okay. Observe and kind of look at the key elements here. And once we have those, we are ready for step four, which is the descriptive journal entry. 
So this is this is such a fun exercise. Okay, this is like a twist on the way that we write goals. Like I will run a marathon. I will lose ten pounds. This is all about writing in the present tense, as if this were a journal entry written by this version of you, this person that's living in this thing you just created. And the game is to include as much detail as possible here. Not only is that more fun, but I believe that there's evidence to support that the greater the detail, the greater chance we give our subconscious mind, this servo mechanism, this success mechanism inside of us to really operate as designed. So we write this journal entry. I could give you some examples. I mean, I'll just say, look, it's something like I am sitting in my office. I'm looking out the window. And what do you see out the window? Exactly. Do you see your kids fishing in the pond? What do you see? Write it down. Descriptive. We hear, we hear it said often, dream big. I would say dream in HD. Dream clear. Because if it's, if it's big, well, it might be big and vague and low resolution. And I think that it lacks power to actually help us reach this destination. Okay, dream clear. All right, you've written the descriptive journal entry. You're prepared now. To make plans. You're prepared now to look and say, okay, I feel like I have clarity as to what it is that I really want. It really is fun to think that this goes with any domain. I'm talking your marriage. I'm saying, hey, if I said, what do you want your marriage to look like next year, right now in one year? And the response was just better. Well, what does that even mean? What is better? Better for you might be something, you know, a little different than what your other half would say is better. So what if we designed it? What if we knew where we were headed? And we'll learn things on the way that we didn't know that we didn't know. The idea is that you have a map. You have a picture. Well, we'd laugh twice as much. We'd find a way to go on vacation once a quarter. Detailed, detailed, detailed. How would you feel? Okay. All right. If we can make plans based on a clear vision and revisit this vision frequently, which does a couple of things, it helps us in the planning because the more that we believe this thing we have created, the more it has instructed our subconscious, the self-image in our subconscious, okay? The more it has done that, the more solutions and answers we are actually able to see and therefore convert into plans and action items. So I subscribe to the idea that the solutions and the answers to all questions are available and around us right now. They can be transmitted. They can be seen. However, we understand that unless we're asking 
a question that makes this solution, this answer relevant, it is invisible to me. It's there, but it's as good as not there because it's invisible to me. It's there, but I'm not there, right? And so to the degree that we believe this, well, the solutions start to become visible. They are now relevant. So the plans are, they're good plans. They're actionable. And we can become creators that are building a skyscraper, so to speak. We're building a structure. We're not just surprised by what shows up in our life. Like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Didn't see this coming. Now, there'll be things that we don't see coming. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying that shouldn't be everything. You know, we shouldn't just have this feeling of suspense. You know, hey, am I going to like the way that my body feels and looks in 10 years? I don't know. Cross my fingers and see. It's like a mystery movie. If we are intentional about the design and the creation of every element in our life, and we do so from from a spiritual position where we are not thinking in an ego state of the things we need to be okay, we're not making decisions or plans that are rooted in envy or comparison. These are the things that we desire to have as a part of the big game we're playing. And we're asking for divine guidance as we consider, what do I desire? So let me just say that a people that are intentionally creating the things in their life, man, it's one more reason that I'm convinced we have been called to do a lot of good in this season of time. We've been called to do some great works. When you realize where, where we've been born. I was just having a conversation yesterday with a friend. I said, man, when you really, after this, after this life's over, we're looking at the replay, and we go, dude, you were born in the United States of America in a free society with health and connections, and you were taught amazing lessons, in this case, you've got a supportive family, the people that you know, the mentors that you have in your life, the talents and the gifts you've been given and developed. Dude, you look at everything that we just listed and to think that we don't have some, some great work to do, to think we don't have a duty to go and do some great work some real good in the world that's not soon forgotten, that would be crazy. We have so much potential, and I'm grateful to be on this ride with brothers and sisters that care about living into that potential. I want to become what we were designed to become. I want us to have joy today, not when things happen. Let us enjoy creating in every every venue in our life. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.